0: How many hats are you wearing in your ministry? I can almost guarantee you're wearing more than just the student ministry hat in your church. Whether you're wearing 10 hats or just a couple, today's conversation is for you. Get ready for the student ministry podcast. Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and today we're going to be talking with Jeremy Veal. Jeremy is the pastor of Student Ministries at Greenville First Nazarene in South Carolina, and uh, he wears a lot of hats, especially currently at his church, and we're going to talk about that and so much more. Before we jump into that conversation, we do want to thank you so much for being here. If you haven't recommended this podcast to uh, another friend in youth ministry, we encourage you to do that. And also, if you like what you hear, please be sure to uh, rate us and recommend us and, and all those sort of things. It really does help. Also, we want to thank our sponsor of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. G Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. There are several options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from— This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that can help you increase your online reach during this pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for $36 a month you will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. G-Shades really sets itself apart by helping students see the gospel applies to every life situation that is out there. And if you want to find out more about Mike Haynes, the founder of G-Shades, you can check out episodes 32 and 55 of the Student Ministry Podcast. So go ahead and head over to gshades.org to download season three of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum and be sure to use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D for The Student Ministry Podcast at checkout to get an extra 10% off. G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G and use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. You can find the link for G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of The Student Ministry Podcast. With all that being said, let's jump into this conversation with Jeremy Veal. Hey, Jeremy, thanks so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to to sharing with you and uh, being able to connect with you a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great to get to know you a little bit uh, over the last few years. I'm, I'm not even sure when we first met. It was probably through <laughs> Download Youth Ministry and uh, yeah. the different connections we got through uh, through DYM. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'd love to, just before we dig into ministry stuff or anything like that, just to give myself, I, I'm interested in your story, but also our podcast audience, just to kind of hear your story, how God's brought you to where you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am in Greenville, South Carolina, as a youth pastor uh, at a, a Nazarene church there. And uh, I've been in ministry for 14 years now. But I actually uh, have been the product of, or really the offspring of the church for a really, really long time because I was, uh, I grew up in a bus ministry in Alabama. Um, and so my, my home church there drove to different neighborhoods, picked up kids, brought them to the church and, um, you know, really just poured a lot of love into my life and impacted me in that way. Um, specifically what, what ended up happening was that, um, I just really started to see God in a, a a bigger way than what I expected and, um, and showing me what the church looks like to really love people. And so, um, the church wrapped their arms around me, loved me, cared for me, supported me. Uh, and through that is where I really just, uh, grew to love Christ and grew to love his church even more. Uh, and and it's really one of the things that is a passionate driving force for me for why I do what I do now is because I I've experienced and seen firsthand of, um, of what it looks like for the church to touch people's lives. And so, uh, I, I just love what I get to do. Love get to getting to be a part of, uh, teenagers lives and helping lead to others and showing others Christ in the same way that the church has shown me. That's cool.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So did you have any ministry background in your family at all? Or are you the first person to, uh, <laughs> to go for a career in ministry?
1: I, I am the first. And what's funny is, uh, a lot of my family and even friends from uh, from high school. When I tell them I'm a pastor, you know, they're like, "What? You for real? <laughs> how did that happen?" I was like, oh, it's just God. I don't I don't know how it happened, but no, I I am the first in my family. So uh, actually, one of the first ones to uh, graduate college as well. And so, um, you know, the hope is to start a new legacy with myself and with uh, my wife and my kids. So.
0: That's awesome. So did you go to to school uh, for ministry specifically?
1: I did. I went to Trevecca Nazarene University in Nashville, Tennessee, go Trojans. Uh, And uh, we it's it's one of eight Nazarene schools. And so that's where I met my wife. Uh, We were we were actually on a mission trip uh, and she did not like me at all. (laughs) And so uh, but somehow I I wooed her. But nice. uh, Yeah, I went to. Went to Trevecca to study youth ministry and um, and uh, got my degree there, and then started to pursue my master's, but uh, ended up having to to drop it just because of some life stuff that happened with uh, our family. And uh, but hoping to to pick that back up here soon. Actually, nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: So you've been in ministry for a number of years. Uh, have you have you always been in the same church or have you been in a couple of different situations?
1: I've been in a couple of different churches. Uh, okay. The church that I'm currently at was actually the very first church that I started at uh, okay. right out of college. And um, over the last, let's see, I've been back here for four years now. Uh, so four years ago, um, the pastor that was here, at the time asked me if I would come back, but I, I started out here right out of college and then was here for five years. Then we moved to Texas and then to North Carolina and then to Alabama, to my home church for a couple of years. And, and then we landed back here.
0: Wow. That's going to yeah. be interesting. And like, what's what's the dynamic there, like coming back to a church that you used to serve at?
1: <laughs> uh, it is definitely been interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the one of the biggest comments that I get all the time is, man, you're not that that stubborn college kid that you <laughs> were <laughs> uh, when you were here the first time. And, 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 and the other thing is, and it, it does show um, my growth uh, to where people have rec- recognized that, um, you know, and, and I have to admit, you know, my stubbornness and just the little antics that I, I pulled when I was here before, but they they're recognizing the the growth and leadership development that's happened in me. Uh, but it, it's definitely been really nice, especially since more than anything else. And this is the, the coolest thing coming back is um, 90% of my uh, youth leaders are my former students that have nice. stayed, stayed here, plugged in and helped lead the church in a number of different ways. Mm. And so 90% of my youth leaders are my former students who are now married and several of them have kids of their own. Um, wow. in, in fact, uh, two of them, uh, just gave birth this last week to their first child. And so it's, it's fun for me getting to come back and see them and see the way that God has continued to work through them, uh, and to do ministry with them now. That's really awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was, I was thinking back when, uh, when I realized that like, um a few years ago when doug fields went back to mariners like his church that he started out i'm like man that must be so interesting coming back after a number of years to see yeah generations are different but Mm -hmm. that's really cool to see that legacy that you you know even as a you know what you said a stubborn you know college student (laughs) um but you were still able to make an impact and now you're seeing the fruit of that and so many of us don't really get to see that that fruit um so that's and i'll tell you this
1: one of the one of the beautiful things for me is that when I first left here um, you know the when I left here the first time I was really discouraged Uh, I didn't I felt like I didn't get to see the fruit of my ministry here we made a lot of changes and there was a lot of transition that happened um, when I when I left and though our our youth ministry had grown and we, we had some good days I really felt like there were so many things that had to be worked on that I didn't get to see the fruit of that. And so mm-hmm. coming back and seeing these guys plugged in, leading, making changes, making um, or, or leading with influence in different places, it, it really was a uh, a healing in the very beginning. Uh, coming back of you know God just saying, Jeremy, I'm I'm using you. Pay attention to that. Don't don't get so hung up on yourself and what you've done, but pay attention to what I'm doing through you and what I've done through you. And so it it was definitely a um. Very meaningful and touching thing to come back and to be able to do ministry with these guys that's
0: that's so awesome yeah uh, so let's talk about your ministry uh there yeah. um, Can you just kind of run through quickly like what what does it look like for you to do youth ministry there what's your kind of program structure or how you how you approach ministry at your church?
1: yeah, so I am really big on uh, allowing our leaders to to lead um and to to take take on more responsibility. This isn't something that uh, you know. Just being completely honest, isn't something that I, I've always done. But over the last several years, um, I've been listening, reading, and learning more about just giving my my ministry away and allowing those that um, that I call volunteers and leaders to actually lead. And so over the last several years, I've been pouring more energy and effort into our youth leaders and um, equipping them to to be the leaders that God's called them to be. Uh, In fact, a couple of years ago at the Orange Conference, a phrase uh, that was, or part of the theme from the Orange Conference that stuck out to me and has become sort of a motto uh, or personal mission statement for me is just the, the idea that who you are and what you do Matters, And so that's something that I end up reiterating to our youth leaders all the time, as well as to our students and letting them know that, you know, they, they too can make an impact in the things that they do. But um, I, I've just began pouring a lot more energy and effort into our youth leaders and seeing the results of that, um, letting them take the, the lead on things that um, I've always done. But now relinquishing that to them and, and allowing God to work through them and it's, it's strengthened our ministry and so typically the way things are set up for us uh, we have uh, as part of our denomination, we have um, events that are part of our district <laughs> that we participate in, but we, we also have uh, several events that we put together for our students on our own and we've been we've been re- rethinking and revisioning, um, how it, how we best disciple our students. And so when I first got here, uh, got back here, we, I sat down with our pastor, uh, and, and we talked through what it looked like to disciple students. And we stripped away a lot of different things. We pulled back things and decided, you know what, uh, if we're going to be effective with our students, um, there's some things that we're just going to have to cut out and stop doing. And it's it's not been easy for some of our families and some of our, uh, our students, but it has been effective. And so um, we now shifted from doing um, all of our small groups on Sunday nights to our small group time following our large group gathering on Wednesday nights. And what that has done has allowed us to, not add an extra night uh, of the week for students to be out or families to have to travel and drop off students or anything like that, um, and so it, it's been as well as our youth leaders not having to add another night to their schedule. Um, but it's it's been really nice to see just how that is operating. Uh, we then, I mean, we we realized that there were definitely other opportunities for us to have more intentional um, in-depth conversations with smaller groups. And so we launched, You know, we eventually did launch uh, other groups during the week, like for instance, a Thursday night Bible study that I lead and, and some of our, our guys and girls groups. But uh, we, we narrowed things down to have a more direct focus mm-hmm. for our students that's really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so before you were, you were running ministry, like at least a program on Sunday night and Wednesday night, both. Yeah. We were
1: doing Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then any, you know, any extra activities from Mm. just our yearly calendar, uh, including district events. And it just seemed like every weekend, just boom, Mm. boom, 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 boom. Uh, and then you, you add on, add on top of that ball games from uh you know the high schools and then <clears throat> plays and concerts and all that okay. and we were yeah. just wearing wearing our our parents out we were wearing our youth leaders out i was being worn out and yeah. uh and our students were being worn out you know going from place to place uh and and just what we've seen now is it's almost just given everybody a little bit of breathing room yeah
0: yeah. It's actually, I think that's, that's really interesting. I've I've talked to a lot of different youth pastors who are kind of in that similar boat. Like we've got to clear the calendar.
1: Yeah. Uh, if
0: we want students to actually live out their faith, then we mm-hmm. need to give them time to go and live out their faith instead of just yeah. expecting them to be at the church all the time.
1: Well, and the other thing is we've started, one of the things that we've started focusing on, in fact, I'm, I'm really excited because I have a, a youth leader who brought this idea to me. Um, <clears throat> we're trying to look at things from a a holistic approach and, you know, really impact students wholly. And so one of my youth leaders, she is a uh, academic advisor at Furman University, which is in our backyard. And we just, especially with the pandemic, we've heard students talk about just the stress levels that they're dealing with and how that's impacted their their sleep, um, the sleep that they have, as well as just their studying skills. And so we're actually working right now, Of instead of just focusing on, and it may sound, sound bad, but Mm -hmm. instead of just focusing on Mm -hmm. just doing Bible studies, Mm -hmm. why not create content or opportunities for us to speak into helping our students, uh, learn how to study better. Mm -hmm. And, and part of it is just that if we can, you know, help our students to be better on all levels, then they'll engage better as well. And so, what uh, this you this one youth worker we're putting together some online content to where she's going to do you know walk through some different you know hacks and skills to help our students know how to study uh, for school better
0: nice that's yeah. really cool yeah that's yeah. that's meeting a need right there yeah um, absolutely yeah so instead of so just you know Yes we should be about the Bible and yes we should be mm-hmm. promoting Jesus but we can do that in a number of different avenues that's yeah, that's absolutely. really cool to kind of yeah meet those students where they are yeah. um jeremy i know you're you're wearing a lot of hats right now at your church uh because <laughs> yeah. uh currently you're the only pastor on staff uh yeah. so that kind of fell in your lap um could you care to like just explain a little bit of that a little um to kind of give our audience uh just a bit of insight and then also i'd love to hear more about how you have equipped your team in order to lead while you're kind of taking care of a lot more things than just student ministry right
1: now yeah so Last March, um, well, part of our denomination, we have um, our pastors, our lead pastors have uh, every two years or every, yeah, every two years they have uh, pastoral reviews. And so we have a district superintendent who oversees uh, our district in the, throughout the state of South Carolina. He comes in, meets with our board. They do a pastoral review. Uh, so last March, our pastor uh, that was here had his pastoral review and it didn't go as well as he expected. Um, and almost immediately after that, you could see the visible signs of he's, he's pulling away and, mm-hmm. it, and he's burned out. And so there were just, just uh, different things that slowly started to be dropped uh, or just not cared for in the way that they were before. And so myself and our, our staff that we had at the time, we started picking up different pieces there to try to help keep things moving along and encourage him. Uh, and then he, he went on sabbatical in, uh, toward the beginning of May. Um, and during that time I took on most of the preaching responsibilities Along with you know our youth ministry and other things that I was already picking up, um, and he he was on sabbatical for six weeks, and the hope was that he was going to get the rest that he needed to kind of refresh and come back excited and renewed. But then he came back, announced his resignation, and then it just everything just kind of crumbled quickly. Um, and he, to to be completely honest, and and I still. You know, I love him, uh, but he didn't, he didn't leave well. And it caused a lot of hurt in the church. And so myself and the rest of our staff, we just decided okay, we've got to keep things moving along. And so we, we entered into this transition as a church of looking for a new lead pastor. And we split up different responsibilities. And I just ended up taking on the, the heavier load than everybody. Uh, but then months in, um, things just kind of got a little rocky. And uh, our worship pastor who had been here for, uh, I don't know, 30 plus years, uh, he decided to go ahead and resign. And, and I'll actually back up. When our, when our pastor resigned, he actually also took our daycare director. And so um, our daycare director left with him uh, to Florida to help start a new church. And there was, so there was a hole at our, our daycare that we have at the church. There was a hole at the church with not having a lead pastor. And so one thing after the other, it was just boom, boom, boom. And, uh, you know, just the up and downs of running a daycare. Um, and then all the church responsibilities is just been one thing after the other stacked on top. And after our worship pastor left, we were uh, also just kind of our children's pastor and I were hoping just to both hang in there, keep things going. But then our children's pastor decided to leave, mm-hmm. and she just left in the last week or so. But now it's it's just me, and it has been it, to to be honest, you know, I, I shared with you, uh, it, it's been heavy, it's been mm-hmm. hard, it's been heavy and um, very, very exhausting. Um, but with that, uh, thankfully um, my, my leaders, my youth leaders and, and volunteers, uh, they were appreciative of the, the extra work that I was putting in for the church and helping um, the church move along, giving really new excitement and vision to the church. But they came to me and said, Dude, we love you. We think you're a great youth pastor. We hope we we definitely hope you know that. But we don't want you to burn out. We don't want you to just, you know, be wiped out from everything. So let us just worry about the youth group. Mm. And that that again, that wasn't completely easy for me, but because of what God had been doing and really preparing me for, um, I just said, all right, yeah, let's go. You guys you guys take the lead on things. I'll, I'll come along side. You I'll support you, um, where you need help. I'll be there. Uh, but I'm letting you take the lead. And so I just unleashed them and man, they've kicked butt with, uh, with that. Um, they've thought they've, uh, reimagined youth ministry in ways that I never thought about. And, uh, just with some of the things that we were doing that, They never said to me, yeah, I'm not real big on that. They just kind (laughs) of went with it, but then they got a hold of it. And, you know, there were some things that they changed, uh, some things that they brought back, Um, but they've, they've excelled with it and they're running with it. And they're pouring into our students in ways that um, are beyond what I could ever do. Mm. And so having them take on those responsibilities have been a huge blessing and not forgetting me either, (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) making sure I'm still in the loop uh, and making sure that our our students and our parents are cared for. Uh, In fact, an example, one of the things that they did, you know, early on with the two things, early on with the pandemic they did, you know, everyone was doing sort of like the uh, drive-by parades and stuff like that. Well, uh, they ordered, um, these crazy costumes off of Amazon. And, uh, we, we all carpooled and went to each of our students' houses, uh, made these big signs and stuff like that. Made one of my, one of my youth leaders, she's just super creative and has an Etsy store and all these things. And she made each student a gift bag, um, and, you know, all these things in there. And, the fact that they thought of that before i mentioned anything just showed me what a win it was to let them have everything and then yeah. the other thing just the creativity they put into moving our services outside which i think none of us ever would have thought of uh, especially when you have you know big you know buildings that like we have we've got a huge you know student center that tons of money have been poured into and the thought of doing services out in the parking lot when we have all the you know gadgets and gizmos inside the building, they just became really creative in, in how we did that and what we did. And our students are actually asking now, hey, can we go back out, do services back outside? Nice. And, it, and it showed us something new, uh, a new way to engage. And so, you know, kudos to, to them for being imaginative and you know putting in the work to create a, a nice environment and also just an intentional space to connect with students. And so yeah. I've been really, really proud of them for, That's for awesome. everything. That's yeah.
0: so good. And I'm I'm sure you've noticed this, Jeremy, but I just want to call out the, the thing that, that stands out to me most is what you said near the beginning that 90% of your team are yeah. former students. That's yeah. got to be so cool. It to be is. able to see that happen, like their their love for you, their respect for you, the yeah. way you you imparted all that on them as they were teenagers, and now yeah. they're ready to really take the lead and and make that impact on the next generation. That's yeah. that's amazing, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, it's I, it, it's one of the the highlights of my fourteen years of ministry. It mm. really is. Yeah, that's so cool. So mm.
0: did it, did you take any specific steps that maybe other other youth pastors out there um, could hear and go, okay, yeah, I could start implementing that kind of thing as well to, to be able to pass things off to my team and empower them a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, One, one thing that kept ringing in the back of my mind was something that I heard Doug field say at a a youth ministry conference somewhere, just the the thought of you're not that important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, you, we, we, as youth pastors, and just as ministry leaders, we have a tendency to to think we're really that important, uh, but we're not. And so um, I, I had to let that really sink in for me of, you know, Jeremy, this isn't about you. You're not, you know, you're not that important. Uh, so so allow God to to really use the people that you are calling leaders. I mean, look at them and see them as leaders and that they have gifts, they have skills, not just the ones that I recognize, but things that I don't recognize and let God do what he what he does best. Uh, So that was that was a starting point for me was trying to remove myself from the equation, um, my ego, my pride, uh, my insecurities, and to just say, you know what, I'm going to trust that God is in this and that God can use this. But we also put in place a, uh, an evaluation system to where uh, we are, it's not just that I've just given them full responsibility of everything. There's there's some things to where um, essentially, you know, I can throw the flag on the play and say, hey, we, we need to pull back and think about this and, and we evaluate things together uh, on that. But one of the other cool things that we did. Um, to really motivate them and encourage them and saying to them, look, I am giving you this ministry was uh, looking at our budget. We changed up some things to where I, I then divvied up things and gave each of our small group leaders, $500, a $500 budget for themselves. And what I said was, this is your budget for your small group. You do whatever you want with it. I'm no Mm -hmm. longer going to say, you got to do, we're going to do these things this way. I gave each of our small group leaders $500 and said, you do whatever you want to do with your, your small group with that money. If it's taking kids to lunch, you take them to lunch. If it's getting coffee with students, if it's you know, going bowling with your group, you've got $500 for the year. And that just empowered them it really more than anything else. Uh, mm. you know, and we've got a system for them to uh, turn in receipts and stuff like that. But I, it, it's just a new way for me to think about doing ministry. Uh, and the results of it is just more impact on their end. Mm. They are they're loving it uh, more and more. And our students are loving it. They're, our students have more influence and more voices in their lives that are, are leading them and constantly pointing them uh, to Christ and so uh, and then and then I also decided uh, you know instead of you know you know when I when looking at things with the budget for instance <clears throat> I always you know put together different uh, things for me to send handwritten cards and stuff to our youth leaders but I gave them with that500 dollars each of them enough I made some really nice printed material instead look You've got enough cards for each of your students to send at least ten cards throughout the year of uh, just hey thinking of you and then you've got a, a birthday card for each of your students in your small group. Just make sure that it is something that you are are doing and um, you know just that added touch and I you know i I don't remember where I got the idea from, but uh, it has been a huge blessing and we're seeing uh really nice results from it. So
0: that's that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. It I mean it, it to me, it kind of seems like you've really you've just really elevated their role and, mm-hmm. and said, you know, I'm going to set you up for success. I'm gonna yeah. give you the tools you need. I'm gonna give you the resources you need. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'll be here. I'm not <clears> completely <throat> stepping out of the picture, but I'm I'm setting you up for success and yeah. uh in and, and every sense of the word. And uh and that's so cool. Yeah. You've been able to see the the fruit of that.
1: One of the things I've told them over and over is I, I really want them to um, to be the type of youth leader that they needed when they were teenagers. Mm. Um, and you know, be, being that most of them were in my youth group when I first started, uh, I was unfortunately the lone ranger here. Uh, I I did sort of I kind of operated out of a solo ministry, which you know was one of the reasons why I felt like a failure and mm. felt like I, I didn't see the fruit of our our ministry. That's something I acknowledge now, but knowing that they needed other voices, other influences as teenagers, um, I I just want to encourage them more than anything else to be that type of leader that either, you know, their boneheaded youth pastor did not provide for them (laughs) uh, or, you know, the, that the church just did not equip them with that they can be that type of leader now. So mm.
0: that's so good. That's so yeah. good. Well, Jeremy, you've shared a lot of great wisdom already. Um, but I want to give you a chance to share any other tips or encouragements to our audience today. Um, that, uh, yeah, you got, a, uh, an audience of youth pastors that are out there yeah. that are, that are listening today. What kind of encouragements or tips would you like to leave them with today?
1: One of the uh, biggest things I would say, especially coming out of this pandemic and, you know, knowing we're not done with things yet. Um With all the added, added extra stress that we've had with a number of things, um, all the extra responsibility that I've taken on. One of the, the, the big things that my wife and I decided was that we, we have to make sure to get counseling. Mm. And um I think just the church needs to make that, a part of their everyday practice, um, you know, adopting the language that, uh, mental health is okay. And so whether, whether you are at a place of burnout, um, you're overwhelmed, stressed or whatever, um, or even if you're, you feel like you're in a good place, more than anything else, I would say the starting point for all of us is to, to, to seek the, um, the type of counseling that we all need and can use and not to be afraid of that, um, but to, to embrace it. And you, you will become so much healthier mm-hmm. if you, you embrace that. And so uh, that would be the the first thing that I would encourage everyone with, but then also um, <clears throat> I, I'd say more than anything else um, that we as youth pastors have a, a huge opportunity before us to really lead the charge with the church in regards to developing good Christian leaders. Mm -hmm. And so take the time to invest in your leaders more than anything else. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you, if you want to see your youth ministry thrive, take the time to invest in those that um, are called to work with your students. Uh, Be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to be a good fit and you may have to let some people go, but, invest in the people that are there to serve with you and serve your students so Mm. those are those would be the two biggest things mm,
0: that's so good Yeah. yeah i mean i i i totally echo both of those things yeah our mental health is so big i mean there's so many of us that are struggling. Like we're probably already struggling at some level, and then pandemic and everything yeah. else that's happening in the world has just added to that and kind of multiplied it. And many of yeah. us are stretched thin in ministry right now, and and, uh, and so that adds more stress and could potentially add more stress to your family. All that stuff. That's that's really important. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting. You mentioned the whole idea of like really caring for for your leaders, and I think that's something that I've a journey that I've been through over the last several years as well. Cause I think most of us got into youth ministry because we enjoy hanging out with teenagers. Um, (laughs) But, but then after you get into it more, you're like, Oh, I need to be hanging out with probably with more with adults than I have teenagers. (laughs) And that's, that's a tough shift. But when we do, man, we're able to see fruit. Like you're like, you have been talking about um, and empower others to make that, that impact on, on the next generation. So,
1: yeah, but also so just taking being willing to take on a completely different lens mm. and see your volunteers and your youth leaders, not just as hired help, mm. but co-laborers with you. It, it really changes the the heart that you have for your ministry, understanding mm. that they bring gifts and they bring talents beyond what you may have. And it, it only causes you to have a bigger win if if you're able to see them as co-laborers um, rather than just hired help or yeah. volunteers. Mm,
0: that's so good. Mm, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. That's, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, Jeremy, like I said, you've shared so much great stuff today. Um, I'm sure people are probably going to want to connect with you, maybe follow up on something you said or pick yeah. your brain a little bit more. Where's the best best way for people to connect with you?
1: So one of the best ways is either on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can find me. It's uh, J-M-V-E-A-L. V-E-A-L. Um, those are the, the two best places. Uh, to find me right now, I do have a, a website that will be launched soon that'll just be jeremyveal.com. Uh, i've been asked to do some consulting and some coaching and so i am i'm going through training for that um, and so i'll be I've, I've done a little bit of consulting here and there with some people but uh, i'll have a, a new website up here pretty soon but Instagram and Twitter are the best places to find me right now. That's cool. That's cool.
0: So yeah, be sure to check those out. All those links are going to be in the show notes for the podcast and uh, yeah, be sure to, to connect with Jeremy, if you have any questions or, or just want to pick his brain a little bit. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. Thanks for all you're doing for the next generation, for your church, like wearing all these hats and doing a lot of different types of ministry that maybe you thought you never would be involved in. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but it's clear that God is, is definitely using you, using you in all that. So man, God yeah. bless your ministry.
1: Hey, thanks man. And thank you for, for this podcast, for, the, the way that you're connecting with youth leaders all around and, and showing the better side of youth ministry. I, I greatly appreciate you a lot, man. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks again, Jeremy, for being on this episode of the podcast, and thanks to you all for tuning in for another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. If you have not shared this with other youth workers who you think would enjoy this kind of content, be sure to do that. Share this with uh, them and any podcast app out there and any podcast website out there. We're pretty much on every one of them. All those links are going to be in the show notes, including the links to connect with Jeremy and the link to check out the sponsor of this episode of the podcast, and that's G Shades. So head over to gshades.org and be sure to use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D to save 10% off your order. Thanks so much, G Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. We'll be back next time with another great conversation all about student ministry, but until then, may God bless your ministry.